Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 10th day of October, start of a new week. Pray that you are blessed as you are resting in the favor of God. Your autumn is just starting to get underway. I'm not sure we're officially in autumn, but it sure is beginning to look like it and feel like it here in North Georgia. And uh, I hope wherever you are, you are experiencing God's love and walking in it with peace. Well, we are continuing the Apostles' Creed. Today, we're going to finish what is effectively the first sentence. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Since October the 1st, we've been working on this sentence. I know 10 days seems like a long time to work on one sentence. I'm not dragging my feet. I'm just trying to give you a little deeper way to understand why this theology has been important. And each day we try to apply a verse of Scripture inside of the teaching so that we have a basis to work with that is both the creed and scriptural. Today, the obvious one is the one we'll use, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is a line in the creed that is pulled directly from Scripture, creator of heaven and earth. What does this really mean? What does it convey to us Theologically, Well, let me, I've jotted a few thoughts down in preparation for today's podcast. I want to see where this goes, and I think we can do it in one little setting. Uh, if you'll go along for a little bit and just think with me a touch, okay? We'll do some comparisons, some things God uh, is doing versus what he's not doing, and we'll talk a little bit about creation. First of all, when you say God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, We're making an admission and a theological statement that God created everything that is in the heavens and everything that is on the earth. That would mean, in other terminology, God, here's Pauline terminology, God created both the celestial and the terrestrial. God, or, here's some more Pauline terminology, God created the unseen and the seen. Or, to use more Pauline terminology, God created that which is above and that which is below, all of it, which would be the answer to the Gnostic claim that matter is evil and the spiritual is good, because if God creates all, then matter is not evil and the spiritual is not better than the material. So it is not as if the spirit realm is better. And we do have that idea in a way that the spirit realm is better than the natural realm. That's what's causing people to go try and find wisdom from the ancients who had some sort of insight into the spirit realm. We love these stories of like Mayan priests who made these statements and we'll say, well, these, these people were spiritual. The, you know, the old Chinese philosophers were spiritual. They could see into the realm of the spirit. And I'm not discounting the wisdom of ancient thinking, but to act as if they had a portal into the spiritual that somehow makes their information superior is an affront to the creed and an affront to Genesis 1.1. God is the creator of heaven and earth, and if he's the creator of heaven and earth, we are to assume that what he created on earth is on par with what he created in the heavens, which means that what he created in the material is on par with what is in the spiritual. That leads me to a couple of nots, N-O-T, okay? God is not 
only concerned with the spiritual realm, as if God sets lofty in the heavens and only cares about what happens in the realm of the supernatural. And what's going on down here on the earth is just a almost some form of nuisance so that God can get us to the eternal end. This is yet one of 1,000 problems I have with modern Christian eschatology. Because in much of our futurist eschatology, the world is a problem. The real success happens in the hereafter, in the supernatural. The world is this almost devil's playground until we get to the ultimate place where we're going. Now that leads me to another knot. First week, God is not only concerned with the spiritual, but here's another one. The material world is not everything. That's almost transverse to what I just said. It's almost the other side of that coin. If God, God's not only concerned with the spiritual, he's concerned with the material, but the material is not where it all happens. Because what happens in this trap is that we start to think that everything's going to be solved by technology, everything's going to be solved by science, intelligence, man's knowledge, and I do believe we ought to be throwing science and wisdom and technology at our problems. Why not? We are created in the image of God, thus we ought to use the brains God gave us. But we can fall into the trap that thinks that the material world is everything, and then we never look into the world of the spiritual. And so in this... I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, can be a sort of spiritual corrective for us as we pray it. To say that not one is greater than the other. My God is in charge of both. When we talk about him as creator, and we use Genesis 1-1 today, and of course when you proceed through Genesis 1 and proceed through Genesis 2, you get into the topic of creation. I, for one, do not believe that Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 are trying to give you a literal blow-by-blow account of how God created the heavens and the earth. Um, I think, I've alluded to this before, I'll just say it now, Um, I think evolution and creation should coexist in our thinking in this way because we can see the natural evolution of species over time, but we shouldn't kick out creation because when you do, you are left with what scientists try to call random occurrence, that these events occur randomly. And I do not believe that. I believe there's the hand of the creator on the earth and in the universe and that they are not random events, but they are organized events. And the only thing they can be organized around is God, the creator. And for those who take, say, Genesis 1 and 2 literally, we run into quick problems because in Genesis 1 we have an account of creation that doesn't line up necessarily with the Genesis 2 account of creation. The order of the creation is out of order in chapter 2 compared to the way it happens in chapter 1. And I've given you my theories on what that means when we went through the book of Genesis, but a couple of things that definitely mean in chapter 1 man's given authority and dominion. He's given lordship over the earth. But in chapter 2, he's told to cultivate a certain patch of ground. It tells me that the Hebrews saw creation as an event in which God made man the Lord over the earth, but the only way to lord over it was to cultivate it. The only way in which to assert our authority was to put our hands into the soil. And that means every part of creation demands our respect. 
because we can't then lord over the creation if we're supposed to be part of the creation. And thank God for the Judeo-Christian formation of thought because out of monotheism came science. This doesn't get talked about enough. If you lived in a world with competing gods and you truly believed in competing gods, you didn't have any reason to get to the science behind things. Like, for instance, if you had a drought, then the god of drought and famine had beat up the god of rain. Next year it rains, the god of rain has beat up the god of famine. There's no reason for science to interfere. You just got to appease the certain gods. And if you think, well, that's stupid, well, then a bulk of man's history, he was stupid. Because for a bulk of man's history, in a polytheistic world, he believed that the reason things happened was because one god had beat another god, and that if you wanted your god to win, you should sacrifice to him and commit yourself to him. Once we dwindled down into a more monotheistic society, we began to explore the world of science. And so I don't think these two things have to fight, is my point. I know it's a long podcast. I wanted to do it all in one, not break it up into two. We move on to the next line from the creed tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.